Hey, welcome back. We're excited to be with you this week. Yo, yo. Uh, happy hump day. Hump and day. Looking forward to our Sunday recap. Every time, every Wednesday when I wake up, I just like to select my hump. The hump. There it is. Scrub. <laughs> Scrub right there. It's your day. It's your day. It's my day. <laughs> well, we're here and we're looking forward to being together to recap what um, we talked about Sunday to hopefully grow together and encourage ourselves, but also to encourage you as well. Um, so welcome. Live at the Freeway Studios. Live at the studios. In Chatham Square. Chatham Square Studios. That's right. That sounds Ooh. good. Ooh, I like yeah. that. I we should like put that it. as a little like emblem in the front. Oh, we should. Yeah. That's cool. That'd be nice. Um, so we'd like to usually, uh, a couple things. One, if you have any questions, uh, please email us at infomyfreewaychurch.com or you can um, DM us through our Freeway Church uh, my Freeway Church Instagram. Uh, love to answer any questions uh, that you may have, or just love to hear feedback. Uh, please also uh, s- uh, subscribe and hit that five star and leave a review. Um, as the more we get it reviewed, the better it gets into people's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's one thing. And we usually like to start off with a little fun question. Um, Someone asked us a really good question last week. I don't know if we have enough time to go through, like, oh what, what are the, <laughs> what are the oh three characters that we feel like make us up, <laughs> fictional characters. Um, but we won't go to that because it did take a long time. We actually <laughs> did do it, uh, Sam. We can send you the picture. <laughs> uh, it's really <laughs> funny. But we, um, but uh, one question I was thinking about, who is just one character? And it doesn't have to be your favorite, just even at this moment or even if it was uh, past time, like a child. Um, that is like uh, a hero or you look up to. Um, and it doesn't have to be like a real, it could be fictional, it could be like Spider-Man or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but who is one character that you admire? Maybe let's just say that. Admire. No. It, it could be real too. It could be like a real person. Mm. Grace, why don't you go first? Oh gosh. So a TV or movie anything. character? It could be anything you want. Be, it could be Jesus? No. Uh. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, yes, Jesus. We'll that's say a Jesus is a given. Yeah. yeah. That's a given. <laughs> Give an answer. This is my friend. Um, this might just be fresh on my mind because I was talking about it with someone last night. But um, it's actually the person we kind of named Lottie after a little bit. But her name's Lottie Moon. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. No, she's like <laughs> a 1950s actress. <laughs> she's a missionary. Oh <laughs> she was a missionary. Um, like in... The 1800s or 1900s, something like that. But she was really cool because she did it by herself. She never got married. And she was like a missionary in China or something like that. And I always just admired like her faith to uh, like go overseas by herself and like mm. be a be a light in another country. Does she so have chubby cheeks like Lottie? Like Lottie? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. I think she was like a very small person. Do they have pictures of her? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I dressed up like her one time uh, at a church thing. I wasn't. Of course you would. Yeah. I you went know. to a Mormon church, right? Mormon? No. <laughs> Baptist. <laughs> Same thing. Same My grandma's yeah. Mormon. Or was Mormon. That's right. Your grandma's Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> Faithfully, too. Yeah. How many um, years? Like 20, 30? All her life. 80. Amen. Right. No wow. caffeine? Never. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a f- life by faith. Honestly. 100%. Yeah. yeah. She's in heaven wow. right now. Works drinking, in faith, drinking coffee. Works yeah. <laughs> You're drinking coffee <laughs> in heaven. God's uh. like, you missed out. <laughs> it's okay. Awesome. We have it here. <laughs> yeah. I guys, think, yeah. yeah. So th- the other day I was like, hey, we should watch 
the old 1978 Superman that I grew up on mm. with Christopher mm. Reeves. Therese. And rewatching it again, one just brought back a lot of memories. And I really do love Superman, especially the the character that he played yeah. as that actor. But then also just thinking about Christopher Reeves and his life and falling off the horse and becoming a paraplegic. I think he was a paraplegic. Um, but yet, like, stayed faithful to mm-hmm. what he was doing and, you know, didn't let that dissuade him from what he, what he was called to do. So, anyway, I would say I would say him. Superman. That's good. Christopher Reeves. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, old school. No, no, uh, no special graphics back then. Uh, well, they they were graphics, but they're all those like it looks like Legos, like uh, built, you okay, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they That's were cool. definitely funny, funny, funny yeah. graphics for sure. Uh, someone I admire, probably be TS eight nineteen eighty nine Taylor Swift. Wow, yeah. I thought you were gonna say Robert California. No, nah, he's, <laughs> he's he's who I am. <laughs> right, <laughs> someone you admire um, is Taylor. Taylor Swift, you know. Yeah, just she's That's in the fair. light right now, but wow. you know, I hope you play her and Travis Pool too. So. The Chiefs won, right? Chiefs won. Great game. It was a really good game. I didn't see Great game. Um, Sorry, Emily. Dewey. Yeah, if you guys are listening, sorry. Awkward. (laughs) They were there. They got to see a live vote. So so it was even worse. They were there? Yeah. At the game. They went up to New York. Man. What a cool experience. Regardless. Yeah. It's always nice to lose. It's always nice to experience loss. I saw him last night. Did you see Jason Kelsey? Yeah, with his shirt with off. With his shirt I off. Was yelling. I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> was he was just going for it. I was it. such like a brother, you know? It's so yeah. cool to have that. Yeah. 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 I know that it's like pop stuff and people are like, yeah, but it's just cool to see the story unfold. Yeah. Even just the Kelsey family. Yeah. Anyways, True. probably something new next year. I but was, uh, we were watching the game and so I was cheering for the Chiefs, yeah. but we were letting one of the Deweys was staying with us and he was like, I am not going to watch this if you guys are going to cheer for the Chiefs. I will never be your friend again. And Zeke's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm like, buddy, he's just joking. He just wants to cheer for his team. Yeah. It's really funny. You're like, you can get a bed. Our TV, all That's cool. Hey, we're going to recap, spend a couple, about 20 minutes or so, just recapping Sunday uh, sermon and um, and see if we can pull some nuggets out and hopefully give you some just more tidbits as you uh, start your Wednesday and whatever day you're listening to this. And give you encouragement to continue on uh, in this journey of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so we're in this series called Clarity. We talked about the gospel being the foundation of everything, um, what Jesus has done and what he is doing and what he will do. Um, And then Ryan talked about what a church is. We talked about a couple weeks ago. And this week we talked about kind of what a church should be. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that um, I explained in, uh, in the beginning of the sermon was the gospel is what we get to be. Um, the gospel is never we should be, need be, have to be. That's religion. Um, when we start have forcing people to do something to be to be in, uh, in God's good goodness, right? Um, Jesus said he did it all. When while we were sinners, he came to die for us. Um, Jesus came to save those who need a doctor, not those who are healthy um, or who think they're healthy, prideful. Um, he came for those who desperately need him. And so, um, but one of the things we did say, because there's just so much around this, this um, around Christianity right now, there's so many debates and so many, um, I would say, false teachers and so many influencers who are wanting to, in some in some ways, uh, um, deconstruct Christianity and just the Bible itself, mm-hmm. right? Um, where like, did God really say this? Which is the first lie the enemy said right. um, to even so does to us. Um, d- is this what it really means? What is the, the Greek of the Greek of the Greek? What's the Hebrew? And it's like, we just want, we want to dissect it to the point where I feel sometimes, and maybe this is not the motive you start out with, but 
but seems to be like fit it into where it fits into where I'm okay with, mm-hmm. where, where I feel I'm okay with God. So I can go sleep around, do all these things, and I can I can break the Bible down to where it fits into my theology. And we see with Hebrews and uh, I think it's the Hebrew Jeffrey like hand them over to the desires of the flesh, right? It's yeah. like yeah. we exchange they exchange the truth about God for a lie, mm-hmm. and and so I think at some point. Uh, one of the things I was trying to get across in the beginning was that the, about the church should be this. These are non-negotiables, right? Yeah. And so though we don't, or we're not part of a faith that is we should, we get to, but there should be some shoulds, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's that's kind of what we start off. I'd love to hear kind of your initial thoughts of the sermon. You guys were in both. I think I went two different directions a little bit in each yeah. one. Um, it usually happens when, depending on who's in the room. But yeah. I'd love to hear what you guys thought just initially. Thanks. Yeah, I was going to say I like being in both because I do feel like I come away with something different in each one, which is cool. Um, but I, I liked what you said. Yeah, this that the church should, not even in a perfect world, but just like in our world right now. Yeah. This is like how, what we should be. Um, <coughs> and so, yeah, I like what you said. And we talked about it last week, too, but we ought to live in a way like our church as a community should live in a way that we usher in the presence of God yeah. with each sermon, like with each Sunday, but also just like in our lives that like our yeah. church and the people in it usher the presence of God where they go. Mm-hmm. So I liked that a lot. Yeah. What yeah is it? I really appreciated the reminder of who we should be. Mm-hmm. Cause I do think that it's really easy to get kind of stuck in just coming on Sunday mornings and kind of doing the doing the do's but then not actually like oh i should actually be really impacted by the gospel and really impacted by who jesus is and and really use the examples given in scripture (coughs) especially in the early um, church in acts you get to see it growing and becoming who the church was going to be and it's like man are we close to that or are we like way off you know we're just doing things just to do it so I was encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when you read the beginning church. And, you know, um, Acts is a uh, description of the church. It's not a proscription. We don't have to do exactly in the sense of, like, you know, going to the synagogue every day. It's, it's, it's what describe uh, Luke wrote Acts, right? It's describing what yeah. ha- happened in the church. And so, and there are prescriptions that we see in the New Testament of what a church should be. And what should happen, First Corinthians, with like special with words and gifts and all that. So like there are things that are like foundationals for us. But um, remembering that Acts is a description of like well, this is what happened. This is a story. Um, and I think sometimes churches can caught up if we need to be exactly like them. Uh, yeah. Like what's happened there should be happening here. And maybe it should. I don't know. Um, then we get we get kind of stuck in this like f- this kind of formula that was in a different culture, different context, different time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, well, we're going to take away instruments, so we're going to, like, have the pastors mm-hmm. dressed up in, like, these weird clothes. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a girl's hair is going to be covered. Yeah. Like, you know, right. like, all these things. No jewelry, you know. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, like, what are, what are um, like, essentials? What are the things that, that, we, that we should uh, prescribe to? And what are the things that are just like, oh, well, that's pretty cool that happened. So for me... The early church is a description, but it, it, it though it is a description, um, like that also happened like you know two thousand years ago, mm-hmm. and so you would you would hope that progressions happened, yeah. <laughs> not progressiveness, but progression of yeah. like growing deeper and yeah. 
we should be standing on the back shoulders of our forefathers and, right. and, and jumping even more. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully the next generation is on our shoulder, right? And so uh, I do think it's interesting that I do think we're far off from what was described in Acts in some ways, maybe not in all ways. Um, I think we're able to get the, the word out a lot quicker and a lot more subs- uh, and, um, authentically and and, mm-hmm. and and substantially than the early church, right? We're not mm-hmm. having trouble on dirt roads, but... You know, um, I do think that there's some things that we should look at and say, hey, I don't know if we're actually, like, really in that vein, you know? So one of the first things we talked about was how the early church had an awe about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so I'd love to hear kind of, like, what you're thinking as you kind of, like, break this out throughout the week. Like, what does it mean for me to have an awe, right? So the church, we're going to talk about this next Sunday. We're going to talk about believers, right? So the church is, like, the body of Christ. (coughs) Excuse me. It's, like, everyone. What does it mean for us individually? What are we called to do? Mm-hmm. Love to hear what what are you guys thinking about like the awe of God? How, what does that mean to you? What does that look like in your personal life? Mm-hmm. I was thinking <coughs> back to I know I get made fun of for doing my CBR reading, um, but reading CBR on a what makes fun of you <laughs> reading CBR? <laughs> it's that you use it I'm for your call to worship. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So anyway, <coughs> Psalm 107. Um, we read it on Saturday. If you follow that reading plan. And basically, it's just recounting God's faithfulness and his steadfast love for his people. And at the very end of the passage, um, in verse 43, it says, Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. And I really appreciated the sense of awe. And the sense of awe really comes from remembering like what God has done. Mm-hmm. And so the psalm is kind of recounting all these things that God's done, reminding the psalmist is reminding himself of God's steadfast love. And it says the wise person will attend to that, will mm-hmm. continuously go back and to consider that. And I think that that's where we get our awe. Is it is an amazing thing what God has done mm-hmm. and what he did through Jesus and through the raising of the dead in, in that. It's like, wow, this is actually, he did what no one else could do for us. And so to be in awe of that, and to remember that, I think, is is a key thing. Yeah, I was thinking back to, I think, when the gospel first, like, clicked for me. And the feeling of, like, like the weight of my sin and the sacrifice of Christ, like, at the same time, you know. And I think that was the first time I experienced that awe of God of, like, what, look what he has done through Christ and then in my life and then throughout that too I think it can be really easy to forget and to get wrapped up in like just a Sunday morning of like where especially I think in ministry of like I think my brain is going a hundred different places on a Sunday morning but to stop and have an awe of God and to think of like what he's done to get me to where I am and to get our church to where we are to get and like that was all through this through the sacrifice of his son you know mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i think kind of to tie in what, what isaiah and you're saying like too i think the the awe of god i mean you gotta you gotta the awe came upon every soul because of things that were happening so it was like signs and wonders mm-hmm. it was in like the very in a unique unique way they're living mm-hmm. i mean they would pray and the thresholds of the buildings would shake mm-hmm. i mean they were seeing daily people add to the faith mm-hmm. and um, and even in that psalm, uh, you're talking about like 
David experienced like some really crazy moments or the psalmist, right. you know, like <laughs> like killing bears, lions, Goliath, like you yeah. know, being chased by Saul, like mm. it's like all these moments, you know. And I think part of the awe of God for me in the dailies is is I'm uh so in order to remember, you mean you, it means you have to have had experience. Yeah. And right. so I think part of like the dailies where is the awe of God is is, is on the adventure of like where is the awe of God? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, where is the awe of God in my workplace? Where is the awe of God in my marriage? Where is the awe of God, uh, the awe of God as I'm at, you know, um, Taco Bell, which is probably be in the restroom. But, like, where, <laughs> like, like, where is the awe of God? It's, like, it's almost this hunt. Not that God's hiding from us, but yeah. this adventure of, like, I want to experience you um, and the greatness of who you are. And, and it doesn't mean, like, lightning from heaven mm. is all the time. And maybe that does happen, but just like finding God in the moments, you know, um, so that we can remember and look back and, and really grow upon that. Right. Like mm-hmm. and awe came because they were like experiencing it at that moment. And I often think that as, as the modern church, we have so much fine for our affection that we, we find the awe of social media. Mm-hmm. We find the awe of movies. We find the awe of food. We find the awe of experiences and pleasures and that's because we're experiencing those things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the question then is like, well, where is my awe moments with God, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and I think those moments, it's a both, and it's like both parties. Like God's, God's working supernaturally. If we, if we really just open our eyes and our hearts to what God's doing, we'd be amazed what he's doing. And so then it's really on our part to say, okay, what am I, what am I, what am I doing that, is ushering in that presence, or like, or, or, or seeking, you know, mm-hmm. um, and could it be? It could be in creation. It could be taking a moment of silence. It could be just praying for a moment. It could just be being hospitable to our coworker or to our family. Being like, just those things, you know. And then, and then we we create these moments, and then we can we pray those prayers like the psalmist is like, man, I remember the wonders of what you've done, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And it's not just this one moment we got saved. Mm-hmm. That's usually what it is. It's like I remember being sitting there and I'm saved, and it was just an amazing moment. And I cried. And I was in my room, and got someone spoke over me, or when we had a baby, or like when you get your kids, or you mm-hmm. know, like when we got Gemma, you know, dropped off at our house as a you know ten day old baby. It was like an aha moment, mm-hmm. right? And it's like we had these moments, mm-hmm. um, but we also went through the fostering class. We mm-hmm. did all the work. Like we d- we did the work to get that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that it's about works, mm-hmm. but I just don't know if we fight enough the other things off to get the aha moments mm-hmm. in the dailies. Mm-hmm. And we often just wait them to be on Sunday mornings. And if we don't get them on Sunday mornings, then we're all disappointed. Right. And then we go to a different church because the church is not doing it for me. Yeah. It's right. like, well, you know, that's, that's one way to look at it. You know, <laughs> it's not the full truth. Right. Uh, the second thing we talked about was this great grace. Hmm. Um, a great grace fell upon them. And it was, and it was interesting because verse two, chapter two and chapter four, they were kind of doing similar things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were giving away, and this one they added in the lands. They're selling possessions, and handing it so right. no one had need. But they were still living together, passing. Well, I love to hear kind of that great grace. What you guys thought about that? As just as you think about it through the week, you know, as we as people are listening, like what mm-hmm. are some things that are coming to your head as well? Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm always reminded of when you look at the early church. There was we th- we think that maybe like everyone was you know. Like Carrie, like everyone looked pretty similar, and right. th- that was not the case in the early right. church. Like right. people were coming from all sorts of different backgrounds and traditions and faith, and yet what God was doing 
but stirring them up to be intoxicated with the gospel, but then also to radically live it out in such a way that the these groups that were supposed to be against each other were living in such unity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it was causing the community around them to be in awe of the way that they were loving one another so genuinely. So I think that that is really profound and the grace that they had for one another. And I'm sure that there was some crazy things that people did that they didn't like the, what the other groups did in terms sure. of traditions and things. And yet there was this grace to still do life. And I think about the little things that, that can divide us in our little <laughs> carry bubble. Mm-hmm. And they're so minute and right. so mm-hmm. small in comparison to these much bigger things that this first community modeled for us and having grace for each other. So I think that just trying to, I think, have more grace for people is is kind of my trajectory for the week. Like, okay, there's lots of grace out there that, can that has been extended to me that I can easily extend to to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you said something about like how great would it be for others to know that there's something different about our church that there is like this great grace upon us. But then you also were talking about um if you're frustrated with the church then maybe you're the problem. Mm-hmm. And I I th- I think you've you've mentioned that before, but I thought that was a good point of like Maybe, maybe like the things that we think are really important and that we are easily frustrated by are actually very small (laughs) and maybe we're the problem. Imagine that sinners, but Mm. like, we don't think, I think we're, we can be so quick to like point the finger and be like, they should be doing this and because it serves me better, but actually maybe I like, we should just be less caught up in those things and and let the church do what it's like let the bride do what it's supposed to do and not just like give us what we want you know yeah Mm. yeah yeah uh in in the church that was a jerusalem church right yeah that was like the jerusalem community Mm -hmm. and i know paul i mean paul uh, we see right after is is it's it's the the um the gospel to the gentiles you know and to your point like there are very just different people added you know and i think that um I hate the idea of denominations because it, and there's a lot of beautiful things about it and we have time to really debate about it. But uh, one of the things I, d- I don't like about it is that it's like, if you don't fit in this sector, you're not, you probably shouldn't come here. Yeah. Right. And so then you end up having just like a very one-sided church, a very Republican church, a very Democrat democratic church, a very wealthy church, a very poor church, a very black church or white church. And you kind of start creating these sectors. And it seemed like in the early church, they had great grace to live amongst people who are different now there were issues and the apostles would address them and right. you know even paul had to rebuke uh, uh peter for like telling them not to eat but then he was like doing the opposite what he was saying like so right. th- i mean even in the leadership they had to address like hey there's a grace for all of us you know mm-hmm. um and so i think i i, I just I, it's hard for me to think that god created the church and didn't give us grace to live in it right mm-hmm. and so and so people are frustrated and overwhelmed it's like either the church is wrong or you're wrong, mm. the, the church in whole, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so many times, too often, it's like we're always the common denominator of, like, the wrongs. It's like the church is still going strong, the one that you left. Mm-hmm. The other church before that is still strong, the one that you left. Mm. So why does it seem that you're the one who's running around? <laughs> and, 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 again, I think I said, like, if obviously stuff's happening and, you know, yeah, right. abuse and all those things, totally. Um, but 
I think most of the time in our daily walk, I don't think we have grace to be with each other. And I mm-hmm. think this is what I talked about. Like, we're so busy that we can't even call or text or just invite someone unless someone dies or someone has a baby. We do a family meal. We do a meal train. And it's like, that's great, but what, like, why are we waiting for those moments? Like, where are the, where, where is the grace for us to want to be together? And not even, I have to, but I want to be with somebody. Right. I want to be with people because yeah. it's my family. And we're not just this church on Sunday morning, but we're called to be every day. And I think we do a good job with that at our church. Um, but we also just want to be aware as people come in that we're quickly invite them into our family, quickly mm-hmm. invite them into our community um, and, and really fight against cliques, which I think we fight against pretty well. Um, but you know, it, it only takes one click to be for a place to be a click, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like, how do we how do we love people well? Well, we have grace to love people. It's not just mustering up the faith or like, I'm gonna push through really hard. It's like, no, God's given us the grace. Yeah, it's really just living in it. You know, really mm-hmm. being about it um, that allows us to have the to work work it out on a daily. So I encourage you if now if you're listening, like just to text one. Be faithful enough to to step out of your comfort zone and out of your comfort and 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 um, and like what makes you safe um, and reach out to someone and, have, and know that there's grace to do that. Um, yeah. And we talked about as well that like the more we live in it, the more grace we have, mm-hmm. the more we live in it, the more grace we have. Um, it's faith and growth, faith and growth, faith and strength, faith and strength. And so um, it's just going to take doing it over and over again, not in works, but in faith, you know? Um, the last thing we talked about was um, a great fear. We talked about Sapphira, Ananias and Sapphira, um, lying to the Holy Spirit, but also lying to the local church, um, and they both dropped dead. You know, I always <laughs> just wonder who those guys were that picked them up. That was pretty interesting. Like the same group of guys, were like, <laughs> yeah. like corners, or like, where, where were they? Who were they? You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, like were they young thirteen-year-olds or just like? Peter just said, "Just wait here, right? Just a few hours." Yeah, <laughs> it's just so crazy. Um, but obviously, they dropped dead, and the whole point of I uh, see the fear came upon them all, and all who heard of it. Um, and yes, I still believe that daily the people were being added, right? So. Um, talk to me about fear. What, when you when you thought about that, how, how does that play out in your life, or what does it look like practically? Respect and reverence is what it translated to, right? The Greek words, phobos. Yeah, I think you said this, but like we don't get to mess with the bride. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's not for us to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that that was a really good thing to say. Of like, this sounds very like. I don't know. I, th- I feel like a lot of older people say this, but I do think we have like lost a lot of respect and like mm-hmm. reverence for the bride and, and what it's supposed to be in the world, you know? And so, um, I thought that was a good way to put it of like, we should have a reverence for the local church and we should like respect the bride and respect God in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I always think about the fact that Jesus is coming back for the church. Mm-hmm. And if he's coming back for her in the little flaws or little idiosyncrasies that we find within the church, he's coming back for her regardless. And for me to be a good steward of the church, obviously I'm a pastor at the church. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking of it in a stewardship, leadership, caring for the sheep kind of capacity. But I mean, it is like a fearful thing that I'm messing with his bride if I'm if I'm messing up, you know, mm-hmm. here. And so there's a, there is a fear of wanting to really help present Jesus's bride more pure and more lovely to him at the end of the days, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, d- I do, I don't take that lightly. Um, and I also think that there's just too many people 
coming in with selfish motives within the church. And it's a selfish ambition, and it's not outward-focused or even Jesus-centric at all. And we really need to kind of, I think, come to terms with that in our own hearts and minds and really seek for ways to build into the church and Mm. to help provide for her and to refine her where there's points that need to be refined and things like that. I just Mm -hmm. think that people kind of just think, oh, it's just the pastor's job for that, which it certainly is. We're responsible. Um, But it also is a community that we've been brought into. And so I would encourage people really do it and do (laughs) do life together and help shape the body and disciple people and love people and have them in your homes because those are those are ways to refine the body and to really present her more lovely um, for him in the future Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah 100% yeah um, you know one of the things I I think we live in and I am 100% in that boat in this boat but we live in a very critical culture and so especially with like likes and and not liking something is you're making a statement or you're making a critique. Um, and, you know, with the church going online, I mean, it's just, I think we're so quick to hear a, a 60 second um, blurb of someone preaching and like quickly go after it or quickly go after right. uh, a reel or quickly, you know, and, and to really hate on these people. And it's like, um, our, our culture fosters that. And so I think it's been very hard for it to break in our in our system, but I think that we have to remember that we then are going after the bride. You know, mm-hmm. um, we are, in some ways, going after ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the question then comes up is like, then what makes us different from the world? Mm-hmm. What makes us different from people who don't go to church? Because um, they're criticizing us, uh, non-believers or ex-believers, um, especially those trying to deconstruct and. And then we're criticizing each other. So are we even any better, you know? And so I think with, like, respect and awe, um, I think that there's this, there should be this reverence um, to honor, even when it doesn't, when you don't feel like honoring. Um, because you really are then honoring yourself, uh, God and yourself, like in the sense of the, the family you're a part of, you know? Right. Imagine getting a job for a company and all you do is just, you know, uh, talk horribly about the company, yeah. you know, uh, and it's like at some point you probably get fired because it, it's going to show in every part of your work ethic right. and stuff. I think it's so true in the church. It's like you you see those people who start complaining and complaining moves into a change understanding. The understanding moves into uh, a leaving the church and leaving church. Then they start you know going against the church, and so it's like you see this trajectory, um, and it really just start off with a lack of reverence and respect, you know, mm-hmm. a fear. Mm-hmm. Um, that God is in control of all things. And I love, again, Saul on the road to Damascus is like, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. And and it's very interesting because <coughs> obviously Paul was cursing the church, but Jesus puts himself in that category too. Right. And said, no, you're doing this to me. If you do that to them, you're doing it to me. And, and I mean, you know, um, I just, I, we're persecuting the church in a different way, but I think it's also just as important, you know? Yeah. <coughs> so, um, last kind of last encouragement to people who are listening as they finish off this week strong, would you like to encourage them with this is what we were talking about or, or anything actually? Well, I think you talked about the threats mm. and mm-hmm. um, 
I think that unforgiveness piece mm. is is pretty big for a lot of us, mm-hmm. and to really encourage just healthiness in that, and um, to be quick to forgive and quick to move on, quick to give the benefit of the doubt. Um, it really does hold us back, I think, so much when we harbor un- unforgiveness. And it really does threaten, I think, the life of God within the church. You know, mm. So the more forgiving we are, <laughs> um, I think the more fruitful we're going to be. Um, and I think that the culture around us, the world around us, is going to be enamored by that because mm. it's so countercultural to what the world says. Yeah. Yeah, I think along that is... Like let's stay in, let's seek and pursue unity, and instead of being causing division, I think I think we underestimate how easy it is to be divisive. Like we may think, yeah. oh, whatever I said wasn't was harmless, but actually <laughs> it it can like really cause damage yeah. in in the church. And so because that's what Satan wants to do, and so right. he can yeah. use such small things to be really divisive. And so. Yeah, just let's seek unity in, um, in the body. Hmm. Yeah, and my encouragement to you who are listening, I would try to find moments today or this week where you can you can find God's presence. You know, we talked. To, I, I mentioned in the beginning. I'm talking more about this next week, but <coughs> it says I mean all this happened because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so, just uh, I th- encourage you just to you know in the presence in the Spirit of God seek God and. And find those moments where you can be with him, because really that's the the answer to all these things. See the threats is mm-hmm. in his presence. You know, when we're in his presence, there's freedom from religion. When we're in his presence, there's freedom from sentiment. When we're in his presence, there's freedom from unforgiveness. Like, and so I just encourage you this week. Don't wait till you know Sunday to start over the week to start again to to get it right. Like you can start now and say, Lord, forgive me. I need you today. New mercies this morning. I want to walk in them. It's a fresh mm-hmm. start. And live it out, and and I think you'll find God. You know, uh, you'll find you'll find God in those moments, and and it will start you on a on a, on a road and a trajectory that is um, unbelievably beautiful and wild and uh, adventurous and full of faith. Um, and when we live in that way, man, doubt gets ridded out, unforgiveness gets ridded out. All those things just get just kind of melt away. Yeah. Paul says, "I run the race, throw everything that holds me back aside um, to finish the race." You know, and I think that. When, when we're consumed with Jesus and his will and his purpose, everything else just seems to fall apart, fall to the wayside. That doesn't matter. And, and, and there are things that we need to stand up for and fight for, but um, I, think they're, I think they're less than what we think, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I just want to encourage you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, we hope this is beneficial. Again, like it, comment, info at myfreewaychurch at gmail. Uh, info at myfreewaychurch is our email. And then myfreewaychurch, you can DM us if you have anything you want to add. And um, we'll see you guys this Sunday for the in-between, 1030 to 11, Donuts and Coffee. Um, and we're going to be talking about believers, the clarity of believers. What are we actually mm-hmm. called to do as believers? Why, um, why, do, why, do, why does it seem like um, believers are, are falling to the wayside? Why, why, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And so we're hoping to kind of answer some of those questions. Um, so see you guys next week. <laughs>